Hey, I'm Jonah. And I'm Jeremy. And you're listening to episode two of the Tools for War podcast. And today we have an interview with our good friend Tommy Wall, who plays bass in Undeath, uh, as well as playing in the bands Two Morden, Brain Pan, Molten Way, Acquisition, Execution Hour, and... Low Flesh. And Low Flesh. Um, we get him on the show and we talk about his, uh, musical origin story. It's very dope. Dope and epic. Um, we get into a bunch of tour stories, um, both from him and from Jonah and I, uh-huh. um, most notably, uh, we do mention little Caesars for anyone who, uh, appreciates <laughs> fine dining. I'm um, ready, baby. And there, there is a moment in time where we, uh, we mentioned the full tone OCD pedal, but uh, I think I called it the ODB because I was, you you know, but for the listeners that don't, um, for the, the uh, Super Bowl, anytime that uh, OBJ's name came up, that's Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, for other people who don't know sports like I do, but uh, some for some for whatever reason a couple people in our group chat our warzone chat were uh talking about betting on the game and jonah and brendan both uh referred to him as odb just because the initials thing it was just baby i like it raw and nobody baby, was i like it raw nobody was correcting either of you guys i was just posting gifts of odb and nobody said anything <laughs> But then when we brought up his pedal, because uh, I know he uses the OCD, I just had that shit in my brain still. So had to do it to him. Had to do it to him. Um, but yeah, that's, I think that's all I got for the intro. You got anything else? That's it, baby. All right, let's play it back. What's kind of going on? I mean, if you're and you're gonna like mix this vaguely yeah. after this, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. With uh, with a little bit of compression. Yeah, you'll probably make me that. sound like a human. So. We're gonna throw some. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna throw your voice in Melodyne. <laughs> you're the next T Paint brother. I, I have Melodyne. Do you actually? I bought Melodyne Five. How much was it? I got it with the bundle for the Focusrite stuff, huh. so I want to say it was a hundred bucks. Is it just a plug-in, or do you need a, like a code? It's like, do you need? It's like a code. A, yeah, it's not. It's not. It's an subs- iLock. Is it subscri- subscri- subscription? No, it's an iLock thing. Okay. Oh, okay, because I was gonna say I was like, send it to me. <laughs> I mean, if I'm at your house and you have the program installed, you can run it. If I bring my iLock USB over. See why you why you got to go all all USB manual on? Why can't you it's just It's not do up it to me. It's iLock. Thing. Why can't you do it iLock cloud? That's or, how my STL tone hub is. <laughs> it's all in the cloud. I don't do the cloud cuz I don't I don't know. You just crack the cloud it. and crack the cloud. Yeah. Just crack it. <laughs> I don't know why I'm like talking in the mic cloud. like this is part of the show. It could be part of the show. Um talk about defrauding Melodyne? Yes. 
Yep, lost. That's a cloud, cloud bitch. <laughs> wow. Uh, do you want? Do you want to do the little? In- oh, we're not, we don't need to necessarily do the show intro. We can just do the interview intro, yeah, and just, then do the show talk. intro <laughs> when Tommy doesn't have to sit through it. I'm here to learn. <laughs> <laughs> so we can just pick up wherever. But if you want to like do it, because I did it on the first one, so I didn't want. I didn't know if you wanted me to do it every time. I'm overthinking it. I am overthinking it a little bit, but like. I don't know. How many of these have you guys done? Just one. Done Just one. one. Okay. Yeah. Is that one out? Huh? Yeah. That yeah. one's out? Oh, shit. I have to find it. Because I thought that I thought I don't know why I thought it was the first one. Oh, really? Yeah. You're the first guest. Maybe that's what I misunderstood. Uh, although yeah. on the first episode, maybe maybe this could be the intro because on the first episode we did say we were going to get Stevie Wonder to talk about his tribal BC Rich collection that he buys solely for the uh, the the graphics. On the body of the guitars, and now that we don't have him on the show, <laughs> now we have uh, Tommy Wall from On Death. I guess some some would it. say the next Stevie Wonder. Oh shit! I think this man's blind. He just doesn't know it. <laughs> Fuck. In more ways than one. But. <laughs> well, I am relieved to uh, to to learn with you being here. That uh, your head, despite being split seven ways, that you were fine. Splattered. Splattered? Oh, shit. <laughs> How could you? Head splattered seven different ways. Here's a secret that I guess, well, we wouldn't be upset to get it, for it to get out, but I guess uh, Eric Easterday. You know him, right? Oh, of course yeah. I know Eric yeah. Easterday. For, uh, for a minute, it was head. he had it as head spattered in seven ways. And, like, literally, I think, like, six hours beforehand, we were like, oh, by the way, it's splattered. And he was like, why did no one tell me this the entire time? We were- <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> it was like, I thought, like, like I don't think we ever referred to the song by name in each other's presence, to be honest. So I had no yeah, idea that you didn't. Yeah, good. But, yeah. but it was cool. It was fine. He only had to edit, like, an L into the main title thing. Oh, yeah. yeah but that's about it. It still works. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Fake blood is slippery. <laughs> nights in nights on tour obviously the one like one that stands out that i didn't remember it was dallas mm-hmm. but i do remember waking up right before i was like someone was taking a shower and i was just like i gotta i gotta not be in this room <laughs> i gotta be near a toilet the only one available is like in the bottom of this we got a hotel that night because we didn't do we did all right and that was, a, that was the first hotel we had all and tour this too. was on the uh, the Black Dot Murder tour. Yeah, the Black Dot. Okay, one. cool. So we were in Dallas. Also, that was the day I drove for like seven hours straight from Phoenix, like to an hour and a half past El Paso. Oh, I know that drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, I didn't, I didn't know I had that in me like that much. We were gonna do like four four and from something like that, but uh, yeah. So that was so I was just gone mentally. I go downstairs. Well, we were wasted at the show. That was Gas Monkey or whatever. What's that place called now? Is that Am- the outdoor, yeah. outdoor venue? Amplify- yeah. I think it's Amplified something now. I don't remember. It was it's- Gas Monkey, though. Yeah. yeah. It's a fun, it's a fun place. Um, mm-hmm. But we got wasted. <laughs> and then the next morning, I said, I'm doing all that shit. I go downstairs to the bathroom, which is right by the door we came in. And I look outside, and I see three uh, suitcases. that like Two of which look really familiar. <laughs> one the one's not mine um but i did later find out like I, at least jared our guitarist was like 
I, I don't have my bag up here. I think I left it in the van. Uh, I, when I, this is when I came back upstairs. I was like, I think you want to go by the door to the bathroom. And there was just two suitcases out there that were ours, that were there all night. Just oh. in front of the door that we walked in. <laughs> and they and, didn't get swiped? No. It was like... Holy shit. Like, and this was in... This is Dallas. Da- oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, this was behind the hotel, so you kind of have to be in... Like, it was near the pool. Okay. So you kind of okay. have to be cruising around the hotel to find it. You got to be going out yeah. of your way. Yeah, you got to yeah. you gotta like look yeah. for it. to or Yeah, you... <clears throat> I mean, I guess that would be a thief, though. <laughs> it's someone who's actually looking for things to steal and then sees this. True. If you're there at 5 a.m. and no one is around this bag that's just in front of the door. <laughs> Could have just grabbed it, but they didn't. And then I went to throw up by the van. <laughs> so. Fair enough. I love that. <laughs> I think I, the, I, I threw up a couple times on that last tour. That was the first tour that I actually, like, actively drank. Yeah. And... I mean, and mind you, I'm 26, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm young. I'm not young, young, but I'm young. I'll tell you this, man. So I'm 30 now. I just turned 30 right yeah. after the tour. Okay. Uh, 26, 25 was around the time it stops. You stop bouncing back. <laughs> <laughs> and, like you, like, you go down and, like, oh, that hurts. And then when you hit, like, 28, 29, 30, like, this is, like, I'm, I need several moments <laughs> i can't just go about my business anymore a night after yeah but there, there was a couple times where like i think uh we were in memphis and oh, i think dude, i was, fucking uh, love memphis oh memphis is amazing yeah. but it was like uh this venue called uh growlers i believe it was i can't i can't remember the name exactly but on the side of the building was a huge Lee choppa like <laughs> like album cover that had been painted and took pictures with it and Sick. i was like this is so dope that's badass. <laughs> but uh, we we got like some like really cool like vegan soul food, and I threw all of it up <laughs> out back behind like somebody's trailer. Talking about it throwing up, throwing up, yeah, throwing up sick food. We played a uh, Sauge, Illinois. Are you familiar with uh, was that Pierre's? I think you ever played that place? No, it's it's literally it's St. Louis, but okay, it's like you can see the arch, but you're not in St. Louis. You're just yeah, you're okay. by a, like. What looks like the the roadhouse from the movie Roadhouse, oh, <laughs> which is also sick. which is I, either it is I don't remember if it's two buildings or one, but it's literally you have to walk over a train track to get there. There's no road that leads there. That's <laughs> the parking so lot is just massive to this club Pierre's, I think I don't pops, one of those two, mm-hmm. um, and then you have to like you park in the par- giant parking lot and then you walk across the train tracks to get into this steakhouse strip club. <laughs> yeah. Fuck so, yeah! I didn't go to, but you know, it's like eh, cool. I'm... Speaking of steakhouse strip clubs, <laughs> you ever did you ever get to go to that place, uh, Drunk Horse Pub, in North Carolina? No, uh, you know what I'm talking yes. about, right? Yes, I've only been to like two places in North Carolina. But... So Drunk Horse Pub was, uh, I don't know if they're still open mm-hmm. or I th- not. I think they moved. I don't know whether or not they're. I thought they moved and then ended up closing again, but I might be wrong. That might be the case, but I remember uh, the first time I ever went there uh, was in 2017 on the first tour, like, real tour I ever did. And we pulled up, and I don't know who the guy was in connection to the venue, but he mm-hmm. rolls up in a in a, a two-seater pickup truck just blasting some crazy butt rock, and then... 
rolls down his passenger window and goes, Hey, you guys in the bands? And we're like, yeah. And, and he was like, come here, come here. And we walked up, and then he just, he gets out of his car, goes around to the other side, opens his passenger door. He has, like, one of those floppy coolers, you mm-hmm. know? And he opens it, and it's just filled with jars of weed that are all just labeled That's the different. owner. That's the owner? That's the owner. He did that with us, too. <laughs> And, and he just he just went he just went if you guys need anything I got it all and then he just opened one jar and dug his whole fist in there and pulled out a huge like it had to be at least like like ten grams worth of nugs and he was just he was just handing out like it was like Christmas so it was like he was just handing them out and like I didn't smoke weed at the time but like he was handing around he's like he's like free sample free sample Jesus. the band i was in at the time yeah. he he did pretty much the same thing but then he also gave us a whole stack of money and said go to little caesars and get whatever you want and it was like it was a huge stack of money and a large pizza is only five dollars i mean it, there's no such thing as a large a pizza is a pizza at little right. caesars like yeah. they're all one size yeah. <laughs> so hot, i came back and i was though. like i was like well i wasn't gonna like exploit the situation like i he he gave me that much money and said get pizzas i got that many pizzas <laughs> how many did it end up being dude it was a lot it was, <laughs> it was so many how and many he didn't even want them he was like no that's for you and i was like well we're not gonna eat that many <laughs> well how many days you got left dude it was like a it was like a weekend plus type thing like it was we were on some weekend warrior shit it You're, was like yeah yeah you got between three and five days, whatever you, it was. You got a kind heart, because I would have been like, I mean, granted, I would, I would, I would eat those pieces eventually. That's for sure. But yeah, you, I, you definitely, I guess, yeah. It's good that you don't have to take the money, but I think he wanted you to take the money. He did. It's one of those things where it's like, listen, if I had somebody come up to me at at the merch table and hand me a forty and say, "Keep the change," like. I'd be like, oh, thank you. And then, like, you know, I would put it away. But if somebody just randomly came up to me, like, I would put it with the band, of course. But, like, if somebody just came up to me and was like, yo, you guys were sick. Here's, like, 15 bucks. I'd be like, cool. Just, <laughs> just put it in my pocket. Like, that's, that's some energy drinks. You know, maybe, like, uh, an Uncrustable at the sheets. Fuck. Down the way, something like that, you know? But... <laughs> I think we had gotten burned a couple times doing that weekend, so really? hmm. um, we were kind of like at our wits' end with a lot of stuff, yeah. and we had found out that um, that was when Drunk Horse was in a shopping center that was like a U-shape, and they were like in the back corner of there, right? And the strip club was next door. The whole reason we brought any of this up was because of the strip club thing, but you <laughs> yeah, didn't even Drunk get to Horse, that. Drunk Horse Pub had the one that I went to... It was a strip club during the day. Oh, dope. And it was Oh, see, they were next door. See, you might have gone there when they moved. Cuz they were next door. I because think. I it was all in one and they they had they had like the whole like it was a really strange setup. Like like it wasn't like a like a, like what you'd imagine like a strip club would look like where it's like it has like a stage, you know. Sure. Like you sit down, you like kind of gawk up or whatever. Oh, there's no stage in this room. It's like It it was like it was like floor level. So like punk, real punk hours DIY. It, it was club. like it was like yo, show up at ten for seven bands at Billy's house style strip club, <laughs> and yeah. and like when we pulled up, I guess I didn't get to see this, 
but I guess there was some strippers that were finishing up their, you know, their shifts or whatever, and they were, like, just breaking down the poles from the ceiling and the floor and putting them away, and then I was, then it was just a show. Fuck. And it was a terrible show, but it was still (laughs) fun, because free weed, uh, crazy stories, and strippers. Oh, yeah. Um, That's it. (laughs) Yeah. The reason I, I was saying that we did buy the pizzas and we didn't want to push our luck is we had been told by the owner of the skate park mm-hmm. that we had gone to earlier in the day that there was a shootout at the drunk horse and that that was a normal thing that like <laughs> gangs just shot each other up in the parking lot and like i said it's a u-shaped parking lot so if you're in that back corner in oh, there you're not getting out you have nowhere to go yeah and so we were just like we we're in like the sketchiest spot that we could possibly think of in Fayetteville, which is was like one of the sketchiest places I've ever seen. Mm. Uh, you gotta go. To, so we uh, you gotta go to Albuquerque. I've been to Albuquerque. I've been to Albuquerque a whole bunch of times. <laughs> I got some Albuquerque stories <laughs> of all the places to go a whole bunch of but times. I, <laughs> I, I'm I just I, I'm not even gonna ask why. <laughs> Yeah, we can leave that. Because I don't think I <laughs> want to know why. Yeah. But uh, anyways, uh, so on the topic, to shift gears to the topic of gear. Gears for your, uh-huh. your, your, your our, our tools for war, so to speak. <laughs> you know, wink, wink, nuts, That's what nuts. they say. That's what they say. That's what they say. Um, so since you are our first guest, sure. I think... What I would like to know is what was the first uh, instrument that you had? The first instrument, whether it be bass, guitar, Mm -hmm. and then amp, and then, yeah. Whatever. I mean, we talked about trumpet with mine, so Uh if it starts before bass, by all means. I mean, like, we had a recorder in, like, fourth grade or some shit, if that's... (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, we had that, too. Uh, I should have mentioned that on mine. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I had did somewhere, I guess, but yeah, we yeah. did a pian- I did piano for a little bit. I don't remember shit about it. I remember the teacher like getting sick of me because I hated it. Uh, so you were just too dope. I <laughs> handle you. I did get a piano for that. That's like, like eventually, my mom started trying to practice piano on later on mm-hmm. in life. Um, so that's still somewhere in my parents' house. Okay, but um, yeah, the main, the first thing, first bass I ever played was in Peru. My mom's Peruvian. So okay. we'd visit the we'd visit her family in Lima. Yeah, yeah. And we would stay with her youngest brother, and he was a drummer who built a lot of his own gear because in Peru you don't yeah. always have everything. Yeah, so he that's, built, that's sick. He built that his own sick. double pedal thing with like a cha- with like a belt and some le- like he was like the head of a it like hardware and repairs and stuff like that in like the mall like around yeah, the corner. Yeah. Pretty pretty big, like pretty high up in that in like the chain, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but he built a lot of his own shit uh, on drums, especially. So he was a drummer. He loved Rush. So he was like all into Neil Peart, 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 Peart. Yeah, however yeah. you say that. I'm, yeah, convi- yeah, yeah. I'm convinced either way is wrong, and that nobody will ever say it right. So I don't even. Bother. I'm gonna say Peart because I fucking love. Yeah. Saying that one. Oh yeah. Um, That's how I grew up saying it. Exactly. Uh, and then he had a bass that was like some knockoff no name thing, and mm-hmm. like the the neck felt like it was made out of like a chair leg. <laughs> just like, fat. I don't oh, think it was, man. but it felt like it's you know the wood for furniture feels different. Oh yeah, oh, I, it, it <laughs> just has yeah. like that. It has like that uh, 
that I don't want to say lacquer, but I had yeah, like that and, weird oh, like it had it. This one had a lacquer on it. It's it not was, me- yeah. it's not meant to be dragging your hand up and down. No, but yeah. then again, I was eleven. I I couldn't drag my hands up and down anything any, at, at all. So and the frets were kind of worn down and everything. It was from the seventies. Okay, um, yeah, nice. But you know, it worked. It plugged in. He had like a little. He uses like a what's it called record player amp to plug me in, and my brother was playing drums. So we both started playing at the same time. That's sick. So some no-name pirated is what we call it. It was like just yeah, yeah. pirata. It was a pirated bass, whatever. We didn't know what it was. Okay. So I started playing that, like audio slave songs and Rage Against the Machine mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. Uh, just because you could hear the bass. Of yeah, the era, yeah. especially, yeah. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And um, when I got back, probably a year or two later, uh, my parents got me like an Ibanez, uh, was it SGR, I think? The sound gear? Sound gear, Yeah. yeah. Or was it SDR? I, don't, I, don't I think know. it's SGR. SGR. I yeah, can picture sound, it. Sound gear yeah. it was the red one. Yeah. If you recognize that. I mean, that's a good, that's a good first it, it was, base. It's a really good first base. I actually used that for a while. Even when I got, like, I got a fancy one. I Well, kind of fancy. Like, when I was, like, 17, 16, mm-hmm. something, I got, a, like, a Guitar Center Warwick. Like, oh, yeah. Like, fretless. You know, like, they, they just... Oh, but it's still sick, because it's still a war. Oh, yeah, it was badass. Yeah. And, like, actually, yeah. I took that one to college, and everyone was like, like, how much was this? Like, 700 bucks? And it's like, you got all this wood for 700? It's like, yeah, like, this is serious shit. Yeah, yeah. The electronics were terrible. So, they're, like, that, well, like, they always sounded bad. Mm-hmm. But they feel great. Yeah, yeah. Um, but either way, when even when I got that thing, I still use the Ibanez for, like, years after. Because I wore it in, and it just felt... Oh, yeah, I was of just, like, I knew everything about that thing front yeah. and back. Then I eventually sold that to my uncle's son, like my cousin. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, so I used that thing for a while and threw like a Fender, I don't remember what it was called, but it was like a 20-watt thing, That, mm-hmm. and that's about it. I, I wasn't too into gear for a long time, until I was done with college, to be honest. Okay, so, I learned, so it, was, it was more the musical side for you. Yeah, I learned, well, <laughs> I was that asshole who was <laughs> like, I can make anything sound good because I play good. Yeah. Well, see, in, in that, that's a thing is like, you know, I think I, I mentioned it the last time uh, on the, in the first episode. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not necessarily about, you know, there's that sentiment where it's you can make like if you are good mm-hmm. at playing, like if you can play your instrument, you can make something that's, you know, you can make a $50 first act guitar sound like a $2,000, you know, yeah. Ernie Ball. You know what I mean? So like, I get that. Yeah, because I felt the same way. Yeah, and it's like there's and I and there is something to it. Like, I do think there are people that are in bands now that could stand to practice more. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and be like, you know, you would like, well, I'm like, right here. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say, you know, like if you like, the riffs are gonna sound sick through this like fifty watt amp, like you said. Yeah. They're going to sound even sicker <laughs> through, like, a 200-watt, like, tube, like, well, a V4 or something with, like, yeah, yeah. the proper shit put in front of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like... For sure. And, you know, I got to the point, like, later on, like I said, when I was, like, 19 even, mm-hmm. I think, 20, where I was just like, you know what? Like, maybe I should start learning how to sound better other than... Because I could play, you know, I didn't max out my abilities at that point, but I... Well, yeah, you're all. Everybody's always learning. Yeah, you're always always learning. But I was pretty good, (laughs) 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 and I just graduated college for bass bass performance. So I was like, I got a piece of paper that says I'm good. So like, I can if I can outplay people, and I have this piece of paper. And I was like, I must be okay. Um, so I was like, yeah, and then like, but then I did buy my first like real gear acquisition was some GK four four ten. 
It was like a, it was like a half stack combo though. Like okay, that, I couldn't. You couldn't take Whoa, the head out. Interesting. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Did yeah. they have like so like the controls were they like on the front or were they on the top? They were on the front. They were on the front. Yeah. Okay. So this actually it, uh, it was like this size, but it was all one thing. That's wild. That's sick. Yeah. It it was it was awkwardly shaped too, so it always it was like always fatter than you know your standard four twelve. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was four ten too, so it's a little shorter. But still, um, that was my first piece of real gear. Didn't know how to use it. Uh, so, like, just figuring shit out. And, like, there's all these buttons. And, like, to this day, I still like a stupid-looking... It's yeah. fine. Okay. Cool. It's, it's running normal. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, we'll, to this we'll, day, we can uh, cut that. <laughs> <laughs> I still like a stupid-looking amp that has, like, all right, bass, treble, maybe two mids, uh, treble, and then, you know, like, master, and then gain. I love like that. You like, like to keep it simple. Yeah, like yeah. that's awesome. I do own like a Sun, was it a hundred tw- like twelve hundred S, which okay. is like all these fucking knobs and buttons and yeah. parametric EQ and all this stuff. I think it sounds like plastic unless it's set the way I have it set right now. I don't let anyone touch that one. <laughs> that's <laughs> like the kind go. of thing where you have to take a picture of it on your phone. Yeah, yeah. in case. Well, I guess just to the point case. where I, like like no one else plays that through that but me. Or my, I let my students play through it because, like, all you do is touch the volume knob and they don't oh, know what yeah. sounds good. But if someone else, like, for instance, I had my buddy, good buddy Sonny from Sanford and Sonny. Yeah. He came through yesterday, dropped off an amp, which is I'll talk about in a little bit, I'm sure. Please. Um, And he was, like, just messing with, We were, were jamming on this, like, crust-type thing, like Celtic Frost oh, uh, axe grinder-style yes. thing with uh, Joshy from Elsie. Yeah. <laughs> That's my shit right there. So it'll be. It'll Those be are the people for it too. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be a good time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hell yeah. We're just. We, we started literally like February 2020, and then nice. shit, like the world ended, and this is the first time we met up since. But mm-hmm. um, I didn't let him touch that one. <laughs> like, if you change that, I will not be able to get it back to normal. And like I, it was too expensive for me to really like not use. I, I don't like yeah, reselling yeah. gear to be honest. I'd rather give it to someone I, I trust. Yeah, but I, I was kind of a little too pricey for it, and it, it is it's, that's brain pans. Yeah, that's what brain pans sounds like. If like playing through that thing, so uh, I had to keep it, but I don't want anyone to touch it because if I lose any of those settings, <laughs> I'm like, dude, I don't know what it is. There's so many buttons. There's so, so many knobs that I've twisted. There's certain orders you have to do things in, and it just it's so annoying. So I don't touch that thing. But anyways, that's a roundabout way of saying I had all this like it was Ibanez SDR. And that Fender 25 watt, I think, mm-hmm. thing. Damn. I forget what it's called. Fender Rumbles now, like their new combos, are actually pretty sick. I would have loved to yeah. have that as a kid. Because they have overdrive built into them. Yeah. That always oh, pissed yeah. me off. Shit, yeah. That these, like, uh, like, I didn't know how you got distortion when I was 13 or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. like, if I hit this really hard, it just sounds like it's farting. And it's like, why is, like, what's going on? And they're like, I could buy a pedal, but none of these are bass pedals. They, they only say effects pedals. Yeah. Like, I'm looking, I need a bass pedal. And I bought one. Uh, that um, you know the yellow boss like the was it the o- ODB three or something like that? Mm-hmm. It's like just it was like a standard pedal, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it is what grindcore bass sounds like. And I figured yeah. that out yeah. way later. Like I had it in like a box in the basement, and then I brought it out when Two Morn was recording. And uh, Tim from uh, G Packed was like, "Oh shit, you got one of these? Let's let's do that." I was like, "Yeah, that thing kind of sounds like shit though." I was like, "Oh no, it doesn't." And he turned it on and like messed with some shit and like set the knobs uh, in the right spot. Yeah. <laughs> like, like oh, that sounds. Real yeah, so it's like but digging. I, it's like digging into into the archives and finding something that you thought was terrible back in the day. But like, that, dude, that's and that like maybe it's like a false comparison. But that's what kind of got me on this tip of like gear 
uh, kind of the same way I thought about my playing is like I can make any piece of gear sound good with the right combination. Some things have to cover for other things. Of course. You know, like a V4 or like a PV Butcher JCM800. Yeah. Gonna sound great. DS1 is a piece of shit. But what if I did this with these pickups, which are also nice but weird, mm-hmm. through this DS1 in front of this JCM800? It's an interesting sound. It's a unique yeah. sound and could be like garbage in the right way. I think it's more fun. I think yeah. some stuff that like is objectively quote unquote bad or whatever mm-hmm. still can work and sound really good in the right in it, the right way, especially if you know what you're doing and you can play that way too. Sure. Um, yeah. You have to play towards its strengths. And also like yeah. having some knowledge of mixing and the concept of layering. And being able oh, to, yeah, like, sure. if you record enough, and like this, this is even hard. This isn't even that hard to practice for. I think any standard person just getting into gear, mm-hmm. listen, like you can start to hear how this could layer with other yeah. things on top. Yeah. of it. and be like, all right, well, if I just do my straight up VH140, and then work this garbage tone in, all of a sudden this sounds really crazy and weird and like cool, and then like now you have a yeah. tone that no one else has. And like, I think Arthur Rizik said some shit like that too in this yeah. like, old YouTube. Video. I've definitely stolen that from him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I know which video you're talking yeah, about because yeah, right. we watched the same one. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, and I did this. Uh, I actually did the same thing with uh, that my band Low Flesh. That's like newer sludge thing. Mm-hmm. We uh, listened to that whole thing before you got here. Oh, same. Same. It's, <laughs> very, it's very dope. I'm glad you like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the main things I was trying to do on that one, at least that tape, I'll probably try and do it again, but it's kind of hard to control. I have this old PV PA, which is like the. I think it's the 200 watt version of what Greg Ginn used in Black Flag. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so it's the silver knob PA, yeah, the PA yeah. 200. And, okay. was, and then like I just jumped the channel once. Oh yeah. But you can jump it. You can jump it seven times because there's seven inputs. Yeah. But you shouldn't. <laughs> like, I tried. <laughs> I tried doing four. And I was like, this is gonna explode. Like in my house. Yeah. So uh, I just did it once, and that was like the main impetus of me trying to work that into. So we have a layer of that in the low flesh stuff. On top of, you know, VH140, which is like the I Hate God sound. Yeah. Yeah. All that other standard sludge shit. But See, but like the whole the whole idea of taking, you know, uh, quote unquote, uh, bad gear, yep. what's deemed as bad gear. So, I mean, like when I was younger um, and getting into gear, I was like, oh, the 5150 is the standard. That's yep. what I need. <laughs> you know what I mean? And a lot of people these days still think that. And at the time, you know, I'd be like... You'd see like a, a crate head, or like mm-hmm. uh, just so, something that wasn't what you were seeing these bands yeah. use, like an mm-hmm. orange, or you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like you'd see like a Laney or something like that. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, well, that's probably bad because it's not this. Yeah, dude, I'm thinking like because I remember having that attitude also, and I'm thinking it, that might have been a symptom of the internet just starting to exist. I think I I really think that's what it is because nowadays, I mean. He knows better than anybody, but I go out of my way to find, you know, very unorthodox, like, you know, amps that amps and pedals or guitars sure. and stuff that you wouldn't normally use for these things. Yeah. And trying to make it work for this or that, you know, mm-hmm. like I have, I mean, a couple of years ago, I'm, I still can't believe I got it for this cheap, but I got a, a Randall RG100 ES. I'll do those are- I've never played one, but I know they're sick. Oh, it's amazing. My <laughs> mine needs work right now. It, it's been through the ringer. It's been on tour many times and needs needs some needs some love. But I got it for a hundred fifty dollars. That's sick. And that's it, that just goes to show, like when I got that, it wasn't a desirable head. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you got 
bands are coming up and they're starting to use these things and then it's pushing that narrative of oh my god he uses that you know they use that i have to have that and it drives the market price up and so now you go and try and find an rg 100 es and they're like 1200 dollars. yeah it's the same thing with the vh 140c even a youtube video will fuck that up for everybody Oh yeah, and and that but the yeah. thing is too is that there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Right. It's it's yeah. nice. It's nice mm-hmm. to have you know to to know about these things like cuz obviously like you know, I I don't want to keep like I'm not like one like you were saying before mm-hmm. like, you know, we want to talk about this stuff. That's why this exists. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. why we're doing this because mm-hmm. we're not like you're never going to know my tone secret. You're not going <laughs> to know how I got that. You know no, what I mean? Cuz yeah. that's whack. Yeah, it's it's whack. Yeah, and I I, I kind of want to encourage like if I like I have told people this stuff before like so mm-hmm. my my band Two Morden when people see us live they tend to ask me about my tone because yeah. I think that's probably what stands out the most other than John being six seven and like barreling through people. But <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Everything you said, yes, is accurate. <laughs> it's very accurate. Um, so like, uh, when they ask me about that, I tell them exactly what it is. And I'm like, to do, and I tell them what it does. So yeah. I'm not I'm not just like. All these things, if you get these for yourself, you will sound like this. Mm-hmm. I'm more like, my high end is the VH140. My low end is the Butcher with this OCD in front of it. My bass, bass tone is like through this ABC Y pedal with um, Sanford and Sony Bluebeard. Hard to get, so I mean, you probably order now, I guess, and Sony will get it to you in like five years. <laughs> and then, <laughs> that's what happened to me. I just said one day, I'm like, I'd like to have it, knowing that he's not going to get it to me for a while. And then yeah. I should. And then now you have it. Yeah, and I should have the money when he does get it to me three years later. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. Um, and then, you know, into some like head that I think Rorick from Cloudrat would use. And I was just mm-hmm. like, all right, you know, like this should all work because he sounds great too, and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And I tell him like, yeah. And then like this pedal, like this pickup from Developing Nations and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And, like all this other stuff, and like I tell him exactly what they do, and then like, so if you don't like, well, I didn't, I don't say this, but my implication is if you don't like my low end or you think it sounds farty or you think my bass tone sounds mm-hmm. thin or whatever. Yeah. Um, don't do that. <laughs> it's like, you just like, experiment. You like, you exactly. figure out for and, that, and that's how you got to what exactly. your setup I, like, is. I know what I want. Like I knew what I wanted and it was, I always think in the terms of like combinations of bands and stuff. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And as I think most people do and like, but I knew specifically is like, all right, I want like the attack of PLF, but I want like the body of Conan, which are like, that's so sick. <laughs> it works. Yeah, I, if you can, like, yeah. and like, like I know that's gonna be a delicate balance, so I have to kind of figure out how. Yeah, to do that, yeah. You know? So yeah, I'm thinking about like all these things and trial and error. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's funny because I've done the I've I, I used to do the same thing. So like up until uh, more recent, I mean even even more recently, I've always used unconventional mm-hmm. things to for you know in a live setting. Sure. Like the last tour that I did. Uh, with Rizmi Razor uh, was the Sea Space Cowboy Tour, and I didn't use like an amp. Like I used a. Jeremy had gotten a um, BK Butler Moss Valve power amp. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, he let me borrow it because my I think it was my VH140C was just not working. Mm. All, yeah. A couple of my things need some work. <laughs> But he those, me, those solid states, man. I like when they, like, it's heartbreaking when they when they bust. Out. I know. I have to drive so far. To, like, I know, sure and you know what? Fixed. I'm willing to do it I because did, it's I worth it. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he let me borrow that, and all I did was just throw 
the MXR5150 mm-hmm. overdrive with the boost and oh, yeah. the noise gate built in in front of it. And it worked. It did exactly what I wanted to. And people would like, I'd have like, you know, some random dudes be like, what the fuck is that? And I'd just be like, <laughs> it's power amp, dude. And they're like, where's your tone coming from? And I'd be like, so right here I have this prestige Ibanez. And uh, it has these really sick DiMarzio pickups, and then mm-hmm. I run it through this, and then a noise suppressor, and that's it. And it's but just, they don't see that. They see the MOS valve. They just see they just see which that, is but one it's like, U rack. Yeah, I was gonna say like that's that's the volume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's but like volume. but like you know stuff like that, and then like before I took you know I when the Randall was not necessarily like a hype. No, amp, yeah, yeah. I had taken the Randall badge off. I do that with my cabs. I have Randall cabs, and just like I don't know, something about it always bugged me. But yeah, there's there's certain logos that I'm not like I'm like that gotta go. Sometimes that logo just doesn't look good with another logo. It doesn't. It doesn't. That one that one does that one plays the worst with most of them. I would say that's why it does. I I have three Randall Jaguars, which is their like V30 like Celestian ripoffs, which I think are a little tighter in like the bottom. Oh, they're wonderful. Yeah, yeah, they're and like they're badass. I love like that's the only the cabs I use for guitar. Um, yeah. So, but every time I get them, I just like, all right, take that badge off. Now it's a now it's a cat. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I take I took the Randall badge off, and mm-hmm. I toured with that head exclusively mm-hmm. for a hot minute. And all I did was, uh, the I I didn't even use the foot switch for it. Sure. And I just ran both channels at the same time and dialed in, dialed in the lead channel, so it was like a little bit quieter. You can have like that nice blend if you've yeah. ever played through one before. I've never played through one, but I know what you're talking. I have like. Solid, like, I was obsessed with Solid State for like I still kind of am. I I am. I'm like I'm like settled. Like I'm like I don't need more Solid States now. Oh, I'm kind of no. looking at some tubes and stuff like that again. Kind of. I'm getting I'm getting more into tubes yep. in the past year and a half. I just I fucking hate dealing with those things, man. Even though Solid State when they break, which is few and far between, but when they do, it's devastating. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, still you know, tubes are alright though. Yeah, I don't hate on them. I just would rather Solid State. Yeah, but the Randall and then. 5150 MXR overdrive that I got yeah. from that guy. <laughs> this guy over here. And people will be like, he knows his shit, man. And people will be like, what head is that? And I'll be like, oh, it's a you know, solid state Randall uh, RG100 ES. And they're like, that's solid state. And I'm just like, yes. Which is, well, so like, I'm going to sound like an asshole, but <laughs> that's the kind of thing that people say who like have only heard people say you need that tube sound. But haven't haven't listened yeah. well, exactly because solid could... state is like objectively gnarlier. I think if you get the right ones, like Absolutely. the crates, the, the ampegs by far, the that Randall. Uh, there's there's I mean like PV ones like the I mean, PV solid even, states are fucking even centurions. The... Those are nasty as fuck. Ugh. Like the, the sun, like beta leaves. Oh yeah, the, yeah. Fuck, I forgot about all that stuff. Yeah. But the Gibson dads who riff in the basement on the internet forums yeah. all told them Dude. that they need the tube thing. Don't get me started on blues lawyers, man. Like, yeah. I'm so... Blues lawyers. <laughs> that that nails it. I need my sixty-five Fender yeah. twin. Yes. I need to spend at least twenty-four hundred dollars on this Fender twin remake that's relicked. Yes. Just, oh. oh my god. <laughs> it was like, and I'm gonna. Be, what's worse is like they, they let's say they got an Ampeg VH140 on their YouTube channel, and they're like, all right, we're gonna test out the tone, and they just start playing some blues licks. I'm like, what the fuck are you? Yes, play, play I watched your. I watched your Twitch uh, from from the. It was your the the most recent one oh, I shit, think that, with the, the uh, that's yeah, awesome. yeah with the uh, 
with the war moth stuff and then you were watching that one dude play through the uh with the guild yeah i was was, was hating oh the guild yeah i was i thought you meant the the crate guy later on but still yeah the guild dude he sounded good yeah he he did sound better later on but you did give him that but you did mention yeah when you started out there it was like man i fucking hate the other people who do that there's so many like that it's like it's starting to change thank christ um but (laughs) like when i was learning gear when we were when I was trying to figure this shit out, like yeah. coming back from from uh, college, is being like, why is everyone playing like you said like this is used a lot in like Electric Wizard and a lot of Sludge Man's son used this stuff and then, and then like, you got let's people playing the... White Stripes riffs. Yeah, well, that same guy who you said know? all this shit, who listed yeah. off all these Sludge and Drone bands, starts playing blues badly, and I'm just like, dude, what are you doing? It's like shit, like play power chords, chug like palm mute, do something, like yeah, play riffs or get shot. Yeah. Fucked. Finally, someone says it. I've <laughs> been brave enough to say it. Got, listen, listen, I got rocks for brains. More like quartz, as I said before. Yes. I got quartz brains. I don't care. <laughs> if you're not playing riffs, you're not, like... that. I've had, At like, least show what it can do. Yeah, dude, like when it comes to the gear stuff. I, I remember Kurt Ballou tried doing... Like, didn't he put up, like, two or three videos on YouTube to be like, I am doing specifically metal and hardcore. And they were cool games. videos. There was three. And he was like, this kind of sucks. I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> was that, the, was that the, the demo vids? Yeah. yeah. See, and I love that, that idea. Was great. Because, because, I mean, he was using, for example, he was using the, the Ampeg V4. Mm-hmm. And he was running pedals through him like he did the the uh the snk yes vhd pedal yeah through that and i was like that's sick that's the kind of thing i want to see like that's what i want to see and then you get people that are like uh today we're going to be checking out this uh you know this crate uh blue voodoo and i'm going to be playing some uh maybe playing some uh you know uh texas heat <laughs> and, yeah uh, or you'll yeah. or if you do get a high game video it's the same people with the same settings playing the same thing or, or you get even more to get the jet guys, or just like roll everything off except for your high end, uh, like high mids, and then it's, and like it sounds sick, sounds so heavy, like like I, I feel it here. I should be yeah. feeling it like right here. See, yeah. it's one do- of those. It's one of those things where it's like no matter how much you want it to be exactly what you want, everybody is set in their own way. So yeah. like, for, for example, like Kyle Bull, his videos are amazing. I love mm-hmm. that he goes through all those old PVs. And goes through all of these different amps, but he has a certain tone that he likes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's just like with anybody that you know wants to like. I have a certain tone that I like. You know, I like it to be beefy and sound like you're gonna get smacked. Yeah, you know um, what I mean. Like that's like in my go-to is like just chugging like like all right. If that sounds good, then it's good. like like I want. That's it, where like, I always start is the chug. Yeah, but like, then I, you get the guys who are trying to play like the, the single note stuff. Yeah, and just like see that is like that's valid. You know well, I mean? see, but that's that's yeah. what I'm saying is like it's cool, yeah. And I like Kyle Bull's videos, but but like geared towards my taste, mm-hmm. you know, I don't necessarily get exactly what I'm what I want out of out of it. I can get a general idea, mm-hmm. you know, watching different people's videos like Ola England or like yeah, you know, any of those guys. Like they all have a very specific, you know, yeah, they thing do that they sound. do. He's Ola's a guy that gets close to the mark every time, but he's like not quite to what I want. But I'm not he, like I don't like it's a good starting point. I think for a lot. Of that, that's what I mean. That's yeah. what I mean. It'll, yeah. it'll be enough to at least pique my interest in whatever he's talking about to yeah. try and test it out and see if I can get a sound I like out of it. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And I, I think that that's where I don't. Need, I don't. I forgot where I was going with it. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm regardless, sorry if I derailed that. Oh no, <laughs> it's okay. I, like courts for brains. <laughs> 
I mean, kind of cool. Not really good for much. Got to rail against the YouTube, the content creators who are just doing. Well, they're changing now, so I'm not, I'm not being fair. But like all the, like I said, the people doing the same thing over and over again on different channels. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. to to be fair, the people mentioned like uh, Kyle Wolf, for instance. Yeah. Shout out to Kyle Bull. He's very sick. He uh, he at least goes through the full EQ sweep. Like yeah. he'll, he'll he'll actually mm-hmm. spin the mid knob either direction. <laughs> See, and I also appreciate that he doesn't he does the raw unmixed uh audio. I like I'll say I've fallen up I think to curb my addiction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I've stopped looking at gears. That's gear good. Stuff. I wish I've I only got. I've only gotten worse because now I actually have a good job, yeah, so I, I can know. I can <laughs> afford to get these wonderful, <laughs> terrible things. New that, toys. Exactly. It's it's not good right now. I have a whole wall just. Uh, I I have like a VT twenty two, sick, and then the RG one hundred ES on top of it, and then what, what's on top of that one? The, the Ampeg VH140C. Hell yeah. And then on top of that is the GX130C. Okay. And then I got the Crate Stealth uh, 50 watt on top of the oversized Mesa 4x12. Sure. Oh, you got one of those? Let's see. And then the PV Ultra Plus that I got from him a couple years ago. <laughs> and then a rack that has a Rocktron Widowmaker oh, and sick. a MOS valve. And then the cab that I built with my dad. It's a staggered 4x12. Oh, that's sick. How's that one sound? It's sick. That's dope. It's very sick. What'd you load it with? It's beefy. It has... um, So it has two Celestian V30s. Mm -hmm. And since it's staggered, it's like... I I did an X pattern, but it's a little bit... Because it's staggered, it's going to be... You know. Yeah. But the V30 is... uh, The V30s are... Something like that. The V30s are the the bottom... Very bottom speaker and very top speaker. And then the two middles are the... Um, G12 uh, T75s. Oh, cool! And it has a it has a nice it has a nice mix. It's like a dark, but beefy sound, and it kind of it cuts through. That's sick. Yeah, yeah. That's like getting into the custom cab game. Although I guess like Sunny, again, like many things, has told me that he has things in the works. So it would be like he's. I think I forget what he has. It's some like Ampeg oversized 412 like voiced for bass or something that he wants me to he's working with Kevin Bernstein I think okay I don't know if I should have said that but we'll find out <laughs> um, um, and who knows when that's happening but um, yeah so like custom cab stuff I had one built for me uh, this yep. thing called a Mahler oh Mahler cabs are great yeah they're cool um, it was a 115 and I wanted it to be like because going on tour with two more than I didn't want to bring an 810 for well of course yeah, yeah. other stuff so I was like hey maybe I can try and do this and like they can mic it up yeah. And maybe it still has the same bass response. It doesn't, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, right. It's close, I guess. Uh, trial and error. Trial yeah, and error. Right. Yeah. So, uh, right now, like, it sounds really sick with certain things. That's a great example of, like, a shitty piece of gear that um, we turned, that happened to sound amazing. So, um, my roommate, Demir, I don't know if you met him, but you know Demir. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about him. I, yeah. He's somebody I want to get on the show. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he has a 5150 and he kind of stopped so he's like, <laughs> I love that he's pretty good, he's pretty good there guitars though he, he's, he's that's, into a bunch yeah I knew that going into it and that was kind of what I warned you I was like I'm yeah. pretty sure he just uses like one amp for everything but that's but, cool though yeah I mean, cool. yeah he, he tries out a bunch of stuff whenever they have it for him I think he just bought it and now it's his and that's that's what's up yeah but yeah. still 
that means there's a 5150 usually in my uh, practice space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, shit, where was I going with that? So, uh, Sorry. No, so, okay. <laughs> the, the 115. Oh, yeah, the 115. So his band Perpetuated is like the other guys from Tomb Warden and then our buddy Matt. Yeah. Um, and Matt plays bass, and I think he had a beta bass that went on the Fritz like twice, which uh, sucked, but like they were looking for another bass head to use, and I had mine in the shop. Or I would use. I had a PV Mark IV that he liked to use. That was in the shop. Yeah, yeah. I don't let him. I don't let people fuck with my son because I don't want to it, fix that. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but what Demir had was in his car was his first. His first piece of real gear was a Fender Metalhead. Do you remember those things? I do. Yeah, the big MH on them. Yep. Yeah, that was the one. Like it's all. That's like, so sick. It's like plated in chrome. It looks so stupid, but it and it's like so solid state, but like bad solid state. But what they ended up using was they plugged that into my Mauler. Uh-huh. Mauler actually gets decent volume, especially when you're not blasting it too loud. So they're not yeah. doing power violence or death metal or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. they are doing death metal. They're not doing grindcore. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of looks like a spaceship. <laughs> oh, man. So that's, that's on par with the Line 6. Oh, yeah, it's close. But I forget what they put on. But there was one channel where like Matt played his bass through one of their distortion channels. And it sounded exactly like Kronos from Venom. Oh shit! Mm. Through the through the Mauler only. They tried the same thing through my 810 and through this like a uh, Sun one one eighteen one fifteen we have. Yeah. And nothing. It's like sounds garbage on both those amazing he- amps, the cabs I should say. But only through the Mauler did it sound exactly like Venom. I was just like, I I think we found a new combo that's never gonna disappear. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's wild. So now like they play live with the metalhead. On like I think the last few shows they did at Atlas, oh, shit. I think they played with Sangasugabog and Frozen Soul with that metalhead too. That's so sick. And it's that's so that, that's awesome. And it's great. That was like the, my last favorite discovery of like gear combinations. And then I, when I heard, when I heard it there, that's when I tried it on the other base heads and or base cabs, and I was just like, damn, cool. I mean, like that, and that's what I was talking about when you find like the right gear to balance out the negatives. Yeah, yeah. The other thing. Yeah. And that's why I think experimentation comes into play and that's why I think you should buy a lot of cheap gear pretty much whenever you can and be like who knows when it's gonna like plus something nice I mean have one or two nice things and then well, yeah when you yeah, combine yeah like when you combine the nice things with the piece of shit and it turns into this whole new thing yeah exactly that you wanted mm-hmm. that you didn't know you wanted I guess because we didn't we weren't thinking about finding a Kronos tone but it fucking happened so it just <laughs> when it happens it happens yeah and that's sick it was real sick I'm yeah. re- I actually I forgot that we did that so now I'm gonna try and record we got this other grind thing coming up with a bunch of bass tones that I need to get fuck I, yeah I will remember that one okay yeah. <laughs> alright that's cool cause it's kinda like I don't understand why some people whatever some people are set in their ways and like don't look for new music and that's weird to me cause I'm always looking for something new but mm-hmm. it's like the same thing with like the amp shit it's like I'll, I'll be on the hunt for some amp that I'm not familiar with or like try and do research for something because I I would rather learn about something new than just scroll through the same fucking five heads. Yeah. The same 5150 rectifier, whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes, I own some of those, but like I've owned this and I plugged it in like twice. <laughs> so like there, I think there's something to be said for like and to Finding clarify, to clarify, he's pointing to the EVH fifty one fifty that uh, I did talk about last episode mm-hmm. about being yeah. excited to get, but like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's cool, but yeah. it's it's it, you know I don't want to say, I, I guess for lack of a better term, run of the mill. 
Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I mean Where like, it's like it's like you see every most modern and I can say from experience because I've experienced this, but most like modern metalcore bands are just like Oh yeah, the 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 uh six L six fifty one fifty fifty watt head. Yeah. And like that's cool. It sounds great, but that's like that's like everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the yeah. sound. And it's it's not like it's not for wanting to just like stand out. It's more or less trying to find unconventional ways to get a tone mm-hmm. that is unique to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. There's nothing and there's nothing negative about having that 5150 sound across the board because that's a safe floor that is like tried and true. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's, and you know what? That's like the baseline. Yeah, exactly. Like if Mm -hmm. you have that, you know, you're going to sound good. If you want to sound like yourself, maybe some more experimentation has to happen. Yeah. And then like somewhere. And that's totally why I have it, but. I mean, like, it'll, saying, like, it'll serve its purpose. But not you specifically. Whatever. I'm talking yeah. about like, in general people because I know you experiment. And I know, like, I know, <laughs> oh, you, yeah. I know you get down. Yes, yeah. that's different. Oh, but yeah. everyone else who's like wondering if anyone's listening to this who's like wondering like what do I what standard do I have to meet? Yeah, it's like I mean there are standards you could meet, and this and like the 5150, any one of them will meet that standard. But yeah. you could get there through the back roads if you find some other shit that just combines yeah. right, and then that's to me that's cooler. It's not, doesn't have to be, you don't have to be cooler to do it. You just have to. And I think just to say too, it's, I I think that it's, this is an opinion that is shared by all three of us, but it's not a matter of, it's not because, uh, you want to be cheap. You want to spend less money or anything like that. Because like, if I really wanted to, like if any of us really wanted to, we could fucking save up and buy a fucking Soldano Mm -hmm. or like. Some crazy, you know, like, boutique-style, like, bass head or amp head or something like that. Like, you could do that. Dude, Dean Costello, Heavy Metal Warfare. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Dude, yeah. I've, I've played through one. Uh, yeah, that is that is o- one. O- over a good old brick top. <laughs> Got to play through a couple, and they're all just so goddamn cool. That is That is one that I've, like... Usually when I see a price tag, I'm like, I can find one for cheaper, and, like, I would be happier if I found one for... You know this this much. That is one is like, I would pay every penny yeah. if I had the pennies to pay. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll come we'll come yeah. back to that. We'll come back to that. Sure. But it's it's one of those things. Like like I said, it's not a matter of being cheap. Mm. It's just it's a, it's an exploration. Just like with, I don't, I don't know. Like when you're when you're passionate about something, you want to explore all avenues yeah. of that thing. You know what I mean. And when it comes to music, if you care about, you know, you can care about the playing and the technicality of it. And when it comes to gear, like, you know, how I'm into it, at least, like, mm-hmm. I want to, like, see how, you know, different things sound. And, like, you know, I don't necessarily need to own everything because, sure. realistically, I, I, I will never have enough space. Yeah. Like, if I could have everything that I've ever wanted to own, I, I would have literally no walking room. You know what I mean? Like, it, it'd be, and I'm already on my way to being a hoarder, <laughs> a gear hoarder. And right. I don't like that. Well, you got the... I do. You got like the the gold standards of uh, solid state, like high gain solid states already. Yeah, that's so, something. That's something. That's an itch I had tried to scratch for a while. Or back, I got over it. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> trying to track down Randall and those crates See, and being like, "What is the difference? And should I use them all at once?" I got ve- I got very lucky. I got very lucky because I got everything. I got all of them at the right time yeah. for the absolute cheapest price, and. 
it's just like it's unreal because like I was just saying before you got here, the Ampeg VH140C, like they go for like, you know, like a grand now. Like they go really? for like a thousand. <laughs> they 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 go for like a thousand dollars. Like like the brand new condition, mm-hmm. like you know, used yeah. new condition, go for like a thousand dollars. I got mine for like three fifty. Damn, I got mine for four hundred. I was, I was hoping. See, but that's what that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like we we, we got them for like. The bottom, pretty much the ground floor. I mean, I think that's how much they were worth when they came out, roughly, right? Yeah, maybe, maybe probably. A little cheaper. Yeah, if not R- roughly, close to roughly it, roughly around there. Yeah. And like even like the the GX one thirty Cs, the crates. That's basically mm-hmm. the same circuit, just a little bit darker. Sure. Is I mean, I got mine for eighty dollars. Damn. Fuck. Yeah. I got it for eighty dollars, <laughs> and now, you know, they're still cheap, but they're more like two fifty now. Like two fifty three hundred. I didn't know that. <laughs> I would recommend getting one. Yeah, I might do but that. But you're gonna have to let's, slave it let's, because let's, uh, it is only sixty watts. Ah, well, I might use it for recording. I don't really. Yeah, yeah. Like I have too many amps to move into in fit in my minivan, like heads, let alone cabs and all that other stuff. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm at that point now. Yeah. I can't I can't do it. Yeah, that I was actually gonna ask you with the dip. What did you hear? Because I don't think I've ever put them back to back to back. The Randall, the crate, and the Ampeg. Uh, I was curious about the differences, but I guess in theory we don't need to get that specific in gear yet. I mean, I can, I can. It, it's there's, it's not like too deep, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it's not going to take me like five, ten minutes to talk about it. It's basically from research and owning both the crate and the Ampeg back to back. The Ampeg, Ampeg, <laughs> the Ampeg has like more of a like a high mid. Yep, like it's it's more high mid. As opposed to the crate where it's it's darker tone shaped, so it's a okay. lot. It's a little bit more low mid. So, I mean, but realistically, you can get the same tone with both if you just you know if you put like a ten band EQ, okay, or something like that. Personally, I've always gone towards the the Ampeg. That's always been the one that I go for, just because it just it cuts through better. Yeah, in a live I mean, band setting, that's the one. As far as I can tell, from everyone's like everyone in who is in your situation has played yeah. back to back to back it's like the Ampeg is still there I mean they're all good and, and then the Randall is just a whole different beast really I always thought I, it, like... it's, it, it feel it, it doesn't to me it doesn't it doesn't sit in that same category really wow like if you well, bo- now it, like, I'm more curious <laughs> like boosting it like so I, I don't know if mine if mine just has needed work for a long time or whatever but like the lead channel, I can never get enough gain on it. Okay. It seems like so. I think that there's probably something, something internally that mm. needs to be worked on. But like, if I boost it, it's just super thick. You know, mm-hmm. just real, real nasty tone, but different from those two heads. Okay. I owned one early on before I really knew what I was doing mm-hmm. with my uh, tone settings. Yeah. Um, but I do remember it being very low end heavy. Oh, it's it's it, like it had a tight low end. But it, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It also th- has it also has the push pull for the for the, yeah. the. I think it's the treble. Yeah, I own it, so I should know this. But I think it is like treble. a bright pull. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a like a high cut. Mm-hmm. Okay, basically. So like, there's a lot of options for it. This and this is the crowbar one, right? Yes. Cool. Yes. So, uh, uh, is it the crowbar one? Yours is the crowbar one. Mine was the. The dime bag one, because the dime bag one is the one without the carpet. The crowbar one is the one with the carpet. Yeah, doesn't uh, what's his name from uh, I Hate God? 
doesn't he use? Jimmy has used them off and on. Yeah. Okay. I think yeah. the other guy used an SS150. Yeah. For a while. That's oh, mm-hmm. that was the amp I got. We're talking about like right getting in the ground floor. Yeah. Uh, my V4 was on the fritz because it's a V4. Um, so I bought a backup. Like I got it fixed by the first time. So I bought a backup. And it was some guy out in Bowie who was selling it. Like I looked up. I had just heard that the ass like the SS series of Ampegs are mm-hmm. like one step below in terms of gain stage for like the VH140s. Yeah, yeah. But no one knew about it really. Well, it was on the internet at this point in like this gear group in Facebook or something. Yeah. And they were like talking about it, but no one was buying them except for one guy, the guy who builds Maulers actually. Like Oh wow. Okay. He has like 12 of just SS150. Would be nice. That guy's YouTube is insane. I wish his audio was better, but right. Uh, what's the, the Shaolin Sh- yes. That's him? Yeah. yeah. He makes the Mahler cap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, his videos are so cool. Yeah, he's got some crazy shit. <laughs> That's so wild. I, I just want to, I want to spend a, I, I would, I want to have a sleepover with that guy. Out <laughs> in Mississippi? Just hang out in his gear cave. <laughs> Fuck. Just yeah. Potentially uh, be crushed by all this gear that could fall over at any point. In that shed. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, uh, but like this guy on Bowie had it for like 190 bucks on eBay eBay of all places I was like hey um, I'll go like I live in Falls Church I'll go pick it up if we like knock out the shipping fee he's like I'll just bring it to you it's like oh okay <laughs> do you yeah. still have it? yeah uh, it's it's a little it's gotten wonky like there's yeah. some problems with I think the reverb tank is like loose or something and that's where the signal has to pass through unfortunately okay um, yeah it's weird but um, I got it fixed like once or twice mm-hmm Actually, I gave you guys that Molten Way uh, yeah. seven inch. Yeah. The vocals are done through. My vocals are done through the VH1. Uh, through the I SS thought there was some weird reverb thing going on, like uh, towards the end of some of the songs that, as it fades out. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering. It was yeah. sick. Yeah, so that's uh that's the SS1. That's what I use it for nowadays because like I don't want to yeah. pump like riffs through it or record or risk recording riffs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I just do. I just grunt. <laughs> and then that happens. And again, coming back to the point, unconventional ways of making yeah making gear work for different things and yeah. getting your own unique sound. You know, for sure. Yeah, if you if you can't if you don't sound good doing any kind of vocals, just put them through like heavily gate distorted <laughs> and throw the reverb all the way up, and then you got noise grind, baby. There you go. Yes. <laughs> there you go. And now, so you're in a lot of bands. Yeah. yeah. Or two, <laughs> or, or two, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, so the most most notable as of uh, recently is Undeath, of course. Yeah, where people are starting to pay attention, which is interesting. <laughs> I think it's it's very well deserved. Well, thanks. for sure. I think it. I think that it is a very cohesive uh, group of musicians and people, and I think you guys have something really uh, unique. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. I'm glad. I'm glad you. This is going to sound shitty again also. I'm glad you see it as unique because I think mm-hmm. some people lump us into like the OSDM thing, which I don't hate. But it's like, I, having had to learn the songs, not writing them, Yeah, I can tell this is not like any other Oh, no. And I mean, as, doing that stuff. as somebody who comes from, a, you know, like, I, like as we talked before, mm-hmm. we started recording, you know, I took jazz. Like, I sure. understand time signatures and all, all of the, like, the technical parts of songwriting and things like that. And it's like you can just tell when you when you listen to especially mm-hmm. like the new songs, yeah. you know, it's like, yo, this is like big brain, <laughs> big big brain like rocks for brains. It's type a big shit. it's a big smooth brain that we got. Yeah, we all share one. <laughs> and that, it, but it's the best. But that's what that's what kind of sets it apart because a lot of mm-hmm. bands nowadays are you know while good and still you know being 
obviously being lumped into the the old school death metal revival mm-hmm. thing is is fine. Yeah. You know, but being able to have like just that little bit that sets you out a little bit is super sick. And like the mm-hmm. big thing for me is like the tones that Undeath has. The tones like the tones are weird because like I came I came in on it having having this knowledge we just talked about for like the past I don't know hour or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they didn't they didn't need to it's not that they didn't need to use it or they didn't listen to me. It's just more like they had like Kyle especially had his idea. Mm-hmm. And I forget. I really wish I memorized uh, three thirty-one twenties. They are random heads that I do not really know much know. about. But they are I, like they're, it's like Trey Azathoth's thing, right? Or, we we talked about Undeath playing PV thirty-one twenties for like twenty minutes on the first episode. Really? Yeah, <laughs> dude. I I literally got one. Oh yeah. I got one very recently because because I told I figured out what he was like. I don't know what they use, and I like looked at the pictures mm-hmm. on the Undeath Instagram, and I was like, oh, they use a thirty one twenty. I used to play those. So like, what? I I need to hear your guys' takes because I never yes. actually I don't play through them because yeah. it's it's not really my vibe. I feel like you have to be like tight, you know. Like I don't know. I've never really got a chance. Like the the way Kyle and Jared play, they don't go for the looser type of thing. Like mm-hmm. the chuggy, they mm-hmm. chug obviously, but they don't like. It's not like down pick central all the time. Yeah, um, they are way more tasteful than I am. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm wondering, like, I want to hear your guys' opinions on it, and have it coming from like a more of like a beefier background yeah. in terms of stuff. That amp um, has been explained to me as being very similar to the PV Triple X. Um, yeah, which I get, I read except that, but... that it's way darker. Hmm. And yeah. I think that is what the Triple X lacks. Because I think the Triple X is kind of... I like them, but it's not a very unique sound. And I think that the 3120, whatever difference there is in that, is what the Triple X lacked. And I don't... Mm-hmm. I can't put my finger on it, sure. but... And I mean, like like I said, like the it's to- tight, but dark. The, the tone, mm. the tones for Undeath are just like when I when I talk when we were talking about you know having your own tone, your own yep. unique tone, like that tone that I heard, especially on you know the new songs like mm. Rise from the Grave, like all the all the low end stuff on guitar is just has like this like chunky beefiness to it that is like. I, I was literally just like, I need that. <laughs> I was like, I need to know what that is. And I've only ever had that that feeling with listening to, uh, you know, like uh, Morbid Angel, like Domination, sure, sure. or like... Well, um, I think that's where they got it from. But I, it's... Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, according to Kyle, it was like Trey played it, I think maybe Gateways on tour. That's it. Uh, Something like that. That's where Kyle got it. That's his, cool. He saw, I didn't he saw know that. Because Trey doesn't use it now yeah. or before. Yeah. I mean, they, in the 3120 was only made, and I, of course, once I figured out what it was, once we figured out what it was, and I, we, you know, I learned about it, it was only made for, like, a couple of years back in, like, the late 2000s. Okay, so maybe it wasn't even a game. It might have been, an been an anniversary tour. Maybe. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't, like, because he said Trey used it at some point, I think. Maybe I'm making he, this he up. Pro- he probably did. And just, like... He probably did. But, you know, to that being said, Kyle... Th- what he does think about is like kind of getting his own sound, which clearly he has. He's got. Oh yeah, it's, it's unique. Style. I mean, yeah. like I have a thirty-one twenty. It's still I don't, I don't have that sound, but mm-hmm. I have a sound of my own that I'm happy with. Sure. You know, well, I'm, I'm like glad, this. Yeah. Is, this is fucking I mean, that's, dope. That's that's what you're supposed to do with the gear. Exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. You want to you want to carve your own way, but mm-hmm. 
man, the 3120. I just have it. I haven't even... It has, like, the dampening switch on it. Yeah, yeah. And you can go from loose, you know, mid, and then tight. And I have that shit on loose, dude. <laughs> but, but even with it being loose, dark, and, like, low grumbly, it still leaves you a lot of room. Because in those songs, uh, I mean, especially you, you can hear it when the bass break happens, that it's still... You still have plenty of room with your bass signal mm-hmm. along with it and yeah. your your tone too is fucking crushing on there it's just dis- i can't call it anything other than disgusting but like in the best way you well, know yeah i mean that's kind of, that was kind of the point right <laughs> I, when i started when i first joined on, on death it was all we all did digital st- like talking online like facebook and stuff mm-hmm. like that yeah. and like i even like i was excited and i was like like knowing what they like, hearing what they played, and like being like, mm-hmm. also kind of unfairly lumping Undeath again into the OSDM things. Like, do you guys want like clicky, or do you guys want like? I, I always go back to Undergang because they have a sick death metal tone. Which I found out was just a fifty-one fifty. That shit. Yeah, uh, I talked to Greg with uh, with. Uh, I thought they were using the that one boss pedal, or were they not? Uh, that's so the guitar is using the the super. What's that thing? The heavy. Or the, the orange. MD, the orange yeah, one. The, one I, the orange I boss pedal. My, my bass yeah. channel into yeah. one. Yeah. MD two is. Yeah. MD two. I forget what. Oh. Metal distortion, I guess. Two. I think it was like um, mega distortion. Mega distortion. Yeah, yeah, another unconventional one. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I asked Greg, he straight up said like. They like they like I recorded him through these things. Uh, a red bear, you guys know that one. Yeah, oh. yeah. He had a red bear and like a blues driver for most of it, and then he said, and they insisted on using that garbage like MD two pedal. I love it. And I was just like, dude, that thing sounds pretty sick. And yeah, you can find it anywhere. It's awesome. Um, Forty dude, bucks. Yeah, you can still get yeah. it. Go on. It sounds weird when you're not playing through a kind of a nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you, you really know. you really gotta dial that thing. Yeah, you gotta yeah. you gotta try that one out a bit. But yeah. still, and then um. But yeah, so I was tell- telling on death about like, well, so what kind of bass tone do you guys want? Since I was just like, I think about, I overthink all this shit all the time. Yeah. And just like, do you want that like guts splattering on the floor type sound like Undergang gets when they're yeah. playing like the bass shit? Or do you want like cynic, like super clean and pretty, even fretless shit? Yeah. Uh, or somewhere in between. And then I think Kyle sent me some Defeated Sanity, which is just like all this like clicky, clicky. Yeah. Like you can tell he's moving fast, but I can't, honestly, you can barely hear the notes some of the times because it's yeah. also just like super low. Yeah. And it was like something like that. So I had to balance it out. And my favorite bass tone of all time is uh, Frank Bello off uh, Among the Living. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's the best bass tone of me- in metal in general. So I was like, all right, how can I find Frank Bello and dude from Defeated City? I don't know his name. I got to find a midpoint there. <laughs> so, because, like, obviously it has to be low and rumbly, but I also have to be able to, like, I want people to hear that I'm. You like, want to be able yeah. to have that, that yeah. cut. I yeah. mean, like, Another sick bass tone is like, uh, or one of my favorites is Day Looker off of Handle with Care, uh, Nuclear Assault. Oh, uh, that's all bass that's tone. A, like, yeah. that's, that's the pick. And like, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't, I can't, honestly, I'm way faster with my fingers than I am with a pick on bass. So, respect. <laughs> so I had to use my fingers. Much and I respect know, for that. And again, Frank Bellow, finger player dude who's like pulling the shit out yeah. of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, if I can make this all work out somehow. Mm-hmm. And we ended up with the what we got on the record, which is pretty, pretty nice. And I have some I have some ideas to push it above and beyond, I think, for the next one. Yeah. Okay. So I'm excited to get back in there, honestly. And so what is your current what what um what is your setup 
for what was your setup for recording for the new record? For recording, yes, it was because obviously the live setting compared to recording is always yeah. going to be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that it's probably good news for you guys. They insisted on the 3120s and like, I think they're Marshalls, so it's pretty attainable. If you guys have shit, a, like you, if you want the guitar tone, I forget what pickups he uses. Like so, Kyle's really specific about his pickups. Mm-hmm. It's not a secret. It's just he like goes back and forth between a lot, and then he always goes mm-hmm. back to this one that I just forget what it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the Super Distortion or something like that. I don't. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But um, so that's attainable. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah. besides that, um, me personally, we used an Ampeg. Was it the B fifty two? I think. Okay. And yeah, it's like not a not a yeah not not the Ampegs you would think of. Yeah, it's but like that, but that's the, cool though because yeah. you got your own sound out of it. Yeah. That was the low end, and yeah. then my PV Mark Four solid state is pretty much oh, always yeah. yeah. It's always that's my attack. That's my Frank Bello right there. Oh. We had to work that out, and I brought an Ampeg 115 that I still have at the practice space that you probably sat on at some point when you were hanging out. <laughs> and probably that yeah. thing is a is just home. There's like literally no body to it, but it's just like attack. Oh, so shit. if you hear anything cutting through, it's probably that guy. And then I think it was like probably an American SVT 810. Mm-hmm. I think maybe a 610. It didn't seem as big as an eight. It might have been an eight. I don't remember honestly. Mm-hmm. But that was that was the so and I had my ABY pedal. So I ran them both at the same time. Okay. And, okay. and I always I always do the shit like that because I don't understand how to <laughs> like like things or re, I don't understand reamping. So yeah, like, yeah, no, we'll do it all at once. And, what, um, yeah. So and from there, yeah, the low end was the the ampe. I think it's a B fifty two. What was that? B five hundred two. I think it's the, I, I think it's a B fifty two. Is it a B fifty two? I think B twenty five maybe. It's one of those. B twenty. It is a B twenty five. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember it's like I love the B fifty two. Yeah, like that's like B fifty two is the band. B fifty two is the Behringer amp company. Like Oh yeah. The the two Behringer amps. Oh. Oh, oh yeah, the disgusting. A little oh, bit no. different than the B twenty five. But oh. yeah. Very, very different. <laughs> the B twenty fives are dope. Well, I apologize yeah. for the amateur hour in my part. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know either. I was saying it as well. I'll just edit your uh your talking. Just do an so, open I'll just open. switch the five and the two. Like I think then... it's an amp. B twenty five. Yes, <laughs> that's what he said the whole the time. The fitness gram pacer test. <laughs> and is that with the uh, the full tone in front of it? The um, ODB. Yeah, ODB. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we the keep ODB. doing the that. old dirty bastard in front of it. You <laughs> know the, the OCD. Um, I think it was an OCD for like some of it. There are some parts that you haven't, you guys haven't heard yet. <laughs> there are parts. <laughs> nice. There are some parts where I kind of, you know, take it take it for a walk in some pretty cool ways. Um, oh, sweet! That are gonna that you'll hear and you'll be able to tell. That's when the OCD kind of kicks in for real. Mm-hmm. Uh, since then, I've actually got a really sick pedal that I learned on tour. It was like the only one I've I ever paid like close to full price for, mm-hmm. and it was like a hefty price relatively. Um, but a buddy, my buddy Asa, had this Billy Sheen custom. Have you seen ever seen those? Billy Sheen has um, a custom bass pedal, and you know, I don't really care about Billy Sheen, but mm. um, <laughs> he's got... Billy Sheen is not my lover. Yeah, right? <laughs> so he's got uh, clean... <laughs> you like that one? That was good. <laughs> God. Uh, he's got... A, it's It's got two separate outputs. So okay. one's clean and one's distortion. And like, so it's basically an ABY inside this pedal that's also an active boost. And you can mess with the phasing of okay. it. Uh, it's really weird. 
but it's like it offers like the perfect clack sound. Like again, Frank Bellow is what I'm always chasing pretty much yeah. all the time. Yeah. Especially well, and that was the other problem. We're tuned to A flat, so I have to figure out how to make A flat standard. Yes. Okay. So yeah. make, I have to make that bounce, and like still also like the strings can't be falling off because I'm like doing this. For, well, of course, yeah. Like, Forty five minutes. Uh, so I have to kind of figure out how to keep the tension right, but also I want it to bounce and sound. I want it to cut through, but I also have to have both the bottom end. So considering all this shit, now I got an Ampeg, or I had my DI, my, uh, no, my, uh, Sansamp? No, Tech 29? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I forget, uh, Sansamp, I guess? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I had the DI, uh, for that. And then the full, uh, the full tone was in the recording, but I'm replacing that with this Billy Sheehan thing. And the Billy Sheehan thing sounds way better. <laughs> so, okay. like, live, people are going to hear it way better than it would sound on the recording, I think. So. I like that a lot. <laughs> Fuck I like yeah. that a lot. And what what bass are you? What, what's your main? Your main was that the Warwick? That's the Warwick. That that dude. That that whole thing's a story. Um. So, first off, uh, I had this. I have this Kramer Forum Four from 1990. <sighs> I have a bunch of bases. Like I got that from Atomic. Mm-hmm. I have a bunch of bases that I would have preferred to use when uh, Lesions was just about to come out. Mm-hmm. And I brought them all to Aaron Deal from Darkest Hour, who does all my guitar setup stuff. He's awesome. Um, so he told me, like, the only one, the only nut that can handle the cable I'm trying to put on this thing for an A-flat standard thing, because it's all four-string. I'm not doing five-strings yeah. yet until I do some stupid stuff, because I have some bad ideas <laughs> that good. I really want to mess with. Bad ideas are good ideas <laughs> yeah. when, it comes to, when it comes to I'm, I'm excited for these bad ideas, but that's going to be a while. Mm-hmm. So for right now it's all four strings, and I did, uh, I had this Warwick knife, like the nice Warwick that I really wanted to use. That I've used it in Narrow Grave a bunch, but first thrash band that was all Steve DiGiorgio worship on my part. But mm-hmm. um, so that that note couldn't handle it because the nut is like hard plastic, and he said like to saw it off it might just collapse because it's like also weirdly adjustable because Warwick is into that kind of uh, shit nowadays. The very the very fine tuning. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, you can't just like saw it down and put like steel yeah, cables on. Yeah, um, But so the Kramer was the only one that could handle it. Okay. So I got it and did it, and the Kramer sounds great. It actually that uh, we figured out later it has eighty-seven EMGs, which is what they used in the Among the Living recording. Mm-hmm. So it sounds super sick. Okay, sound did. I actually switched those pickups into the Warwick I'm using now. Uh, <laughs> and what so, gauge string are you using? Oh, uh, it's a one point one thirty-five, I think. Point one thirty five mm-hmm. on um the low B string, which is tuned down to A flat. And then mm-hmm. I have standard all the way up from there. So it's 105, 85, and 65 from String Joy. Because okay. uh, you have to get the custom... I needed to get a custom pack. I'm not trying to buy... And, yeah, in general. Because I have standards there and then like slightly heavy, but not too heavy on the low yeah. B. Because... It's, it's kind of it's mismatched. You don't want to be yeah. going to... Uh... Go into a you know store yeah. and buying you know yeah, I'm two not, different packs. I'm not yeah I'm not trying to commit to something yet. Although yeah, yeah, if Roto yeah. Sound does want to make that and uh, sell it to me, then I would totally do that. I love Roto Sounds. String Joy is cool too, but uh, Roto Sounds sound fucking incredible. Endorse this man. <laughs> Endorse this man, please. Do it now. <laughs> but um, yeah, besides, so I got that's the strings I got on it. Then okay, um, back to the Kramer. So we got the Kramer all set up. It sounds fine. I'm playing through it. Sounds good. Feels good. Uh, we're going to that Lesions um, stream instead of a live show because it's right. yeah. the height of the pandemic. 
Is that the Vitus one? No, this was at uh, Songbird. Oh, okay. Uh, we we did our like record release stream. It's uh, still on YouTube if you guys want to check it out. It's it's, it's alright. We played the whole album, which is kind of a pain in the ass. <laughs> Those are songs we haven't played since some of them. But mm-hmm. um, nice. Besides that, so we're setting up. Everything's getting ready. I'm hearing some feedback. Uh, I figured out later, Jared, the lead guitarist, or the other guitarist, I shouldn't say lead necessarily, um, is next to me, and he's got P90s in his uh, Les Paul mm. special, I believe. Okay. Um, and it's picking up through, it's actually coming through his thing, not through his amp, and it's like a weird feedback. So I turn around, bend over to check it, and I bump, my, I feel my bass bump something. It's like, alright, cool. And then it, like the strings just all of a sudden like jostle in my hand. I'm like, that's weird. And like this feels different. And I look at it, the nut. So the Kramer has, a, like a, a hockey stick headstock. Yeah. Oh yeah. So the strings are you know up and then that way. All of a sudden they're like curving oh. towards the head. And I they're bumped angled, it just yeah. right that the nut got hit and launched it towards there. No. So it turned my bass into a harp. Oh. <laughs> Five minutes before the stream starts. Oh so, my god. And we're in the songbird just like. What just happened? And I'm just like shoving it back, and then like, guys, it's sliding right out. <laughs> like this isn't like this isn't just like a string popped or something. Like this is my base is fucked right now. Uh, yeah, my yeah. base has been destroyed um, mm-hmm. with one hit. So we're panicking. I'm calling like I call Nolan from G Pact. I call like a, uh, I think Jay from Fohammer. No, I didn't. I don't think I got that far. I called Deal first, and being like, hey, uh, how do I fix my base in five <laughs> minutes? And he was like, uh, you can't. So, like, you wouldn't happen to have a bass tuned to A-flat, would you? And he's like, I put, according to Rob, so he's roommates with Rob from Brain Pan, so they're, yeah, they yeah. live together. And so Rob says later, after that call, he's never seen someone set up and put a guitar, put strings on a new ba- a bass faster than he got, like, rope burn Holy from how shit. fast he stretched out the strings. He did it in five minutes. He set up something that was in drop C to A-flat standard. What an absolute yeah. king. And then they were like, let's go. So they drove out from Falls Church to, that's Adams Morgan. Yeah. And, like, basically threw the, the base out the window driving by us. <laughs> Holy and I, shit. I grab it. That's, you know, we're, like, an hour behind at that point because I'm just, like, panicking, <laughs> essentially, sitting on the stage being like, yeah, how do I, what do we even, what can even happen? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. So, but you can't even tell on the... If you watch the thing, it sounds great. He gave me his, uh, he's got an ESP, uh, endorsement because of, he's in Darkest Hour and all that. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, shit sounds great, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I play it, feels good, sounds great, all that stuff. Um, and after that, I actually, so when, like, I give it to him, say, all right, we don't have to do anything until February, it's October. So, like, can you just, like, set this up somehow? Or, like, can you just fix it? Like, yeah, I'll glue it on for you, no problem. Like, in the meantime, I want to get a base that doesn't do this with the, like, the, yeah, the strings yeah. aren't launched in one direction. Because he said, like, Shit. what probably happened is I hit it just right to lo- to push the nut towards where the string tension was going. Yep. Yeah. Which is yep. you know, following that hockey stick. So I was like, all right, I need a straight neck. So I started looking at BC Riches, to be honest. To be like, yeah, they all have pointy guitars. I Why like not? Point. I like pointy yeah. shit. But I also don't, like, war- Warlocks are cool. I don't like Mockingbirds. To be honest, I'm in the same boat. Jer- Jeremy likes Mockingbirds. I like Mockingbird. Yeah, you like the Mockingbirds, well, but I, I just bird I I don't mind Mockingbirds, but it's it's yeah. it, it's not it wouldn't be my first choice. I like how they sound, like Dave Ellison, Megadeth, and shit. Like that was that's sick. Yeah, I don't like how they look. And honestly, I'm a, I'm a big look guy with guitar because I know I can make a guitar sound good. 
I don't mm-hmm. care. I, I can't build a guitar. <laughs> so, yeah, like, yeah. you know, if it, if it looks cool, I can gut it and turn it into something good. So mm-hmm. I kind of go for looks on a lot of things, too. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I know guys who just have sick pickups or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, good hardware, all that stuff. So I looked at that stuff, and the, I only wanted, like, a wave, to be honest. I wanted to go, like, real, like, dead dead That's, body shapes I, and shit like that. That's you're 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 like we're we're on the same wavelength here <laughs> yeah, because or, my or the igniter if you remember that oh device, yeah they don't make bases of those which my sucks. so literally and, and I won't I won't go too far into this I want you to be able to finish <laughs> what you're saying but I literally I like go out of my way to try and find weird body shapes yeah. like I have a, a Parker PM twenty. Oh yeah, and it's oh, it's a... basically it's basically like a Les Paul style shape, but it has the horn that sticks out, you know, that signature <laughs> Parker horn, and then the headstock with that little, you know, the, the yeah, little the, headstock, like the chicken head, yeah. and it's unique, you know yeah. what I mean? And I like I, that. I it's just there's shape. something about that kind of thing that just really just resonates with me. But I digress, mm-hmm. anyways. No, well, yeah. So like, I was been feeling that stuff, and also like you know, BC Rich, especially now, is like they're everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I don't, I'm not important or nothing, but I did feel like I want people to know when I'm playing, I guess. But, you know, I also know not many people look... I, actually, a lot of people look like me. So, <laughs> ball-shaped head and a beard, <laughs> but covered in tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. But um, either way, I wanted people to, like, you know, recognize. I don't want to have, like, a line of warlocks on stage or something. I don't know. We're not yeah. that kind of band, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I was looking for that for a while, and after a while, I was just, you know, like, there's only, like, f- f- I gave myself, like, a $1,000 budget. Because mm-hmm. I was like, it's going to be a nice base. Like, I w- and I have the money. And it's like, I'm not going to, like, I should be putting some work into this. Yeah, don't skimp out on it. Yeah. If you're, if you're going to really put in the work, you might as well. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, so, but I also didn't want to spend four grand, like, the waves that were on <laughs> Reverb were going for. Oh, um, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. vintage. And also... 1978, 19, like, I don't think A-flat standard existed back then. No. <laughs> so I'm not trying to torture these instruments that I'm going to spend That are not built for on. it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, eh, I don't want to have to do all that shit to it. Mm-hmm. What I did find in that search, after I gave up on BC Rich, was, and I always go back to Warwick, because, you know, I love them. Like, mm-hmm. I have the fretless, and I had a, I have a Warwick thumb that I still use. It's, like, the best instru- built instrument that I've played, pretty mm-hmm. much ever. Sounds ridiculous. And... So I just went on eBay and Reverb and just like, Warwick, why not? You know, yeah. Maybe I'll find some cool shit. Who knows? And eBay, I found a Fortress, which Fortresses were discontinued for Warwick proper in like 1999 or 2001 okay. or something like that. I found this body in Japan. And it was like, I was looking at Fortresses in general because they're like, I don't know if you're familiar with the Corvette models from Warwick. I'm not so when it my my knowledge my knowledge on base mm-hmm. uh base shapes and uh um styles and things like that I'm not too sure. I'm not too uh schooled mm-hmm. in that but it's become more of a thing more recently where, yeah I'm sitting know. here quiet for a reason I have no idea what <laughs> yes, the fuck you're talking but, about but I'm gonna be looking these things up afterwards I'm very I'm very interested if you search Warwick the first thing on a pottery pop up is a Corvette which the which looks like my base, the fortress. The fortress okay. has a way bigger, like kind of unseemly horn to it. Which and that's I, that's so dope. I, I think it's not, it looks so badass. I've always liked them. It's just different. Yeah. Yeah. And like and but like I said, they stopped making them. I found I I still kind of kick myself for not buying it. I found one at Atomic five string fretless. And I was just like, I, I was like, I don't need a fretless because at the time I had one, and then I traded it for an amp. Um, now I don't have any fretlesses, and that thing was fucking sick. 
And it could have handled A-flat pretty easily. <laughs> so Absolutely. It, it would have. all my problems. It, it would have. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I found this thing from Japan, a fortress. And, like, like the picture was kind of grainy. It's like, is this actually... It was 900 bucks. I was like, is this actually a fortress? Like, is this a real? Is this a real listing? Yeah, like, it's like, I thought, because, like, uh, Warwick has their lower brand, uh, Rock Base, which is affordable brand stuff. Yeah, but yeah. Even mm-hmm. then, their uh, Rock Base fortress is, like, 1200 Yeah. Then, like, normal Warwick's, or normal fortresses... You know, built in Germany, the whole the whole bit are like eighteen hundred minimum. Yeah, I I know enough about about yeah. Warwick to know that they are they're very high end instruments. Yeah. yeah, and like I I got expensive taste. What can I say? But <laughs> I do like when I found this thing. I was like, it might be too good to be true, but I mean, this guy's got like perfect ratings in terms of selling shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, duh, whatever. I'll give it a shot. I mean, for nine hundred eighty bucks with shipping. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. It's be just my budget, and it's, if it's if it's a fortress, it's German made. So German made Warwick for less than a grand, and like discontinued model is fucking huge. So yeah. I did it, pulled the trigger, and got it like a month and a half later, and it was just like exactly what you were hoping it was. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. So I got it and I picked it up. It's like, dude, like it's actually it's all the wood. Like it's, a, it's straight up the same stuff clearly been refinished a bit and like if you looked at it and like other than on the stage you can see like oh this is sanded down okay uh not beat up just sanded down Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. i honestly don't care i like i like the wood grain finish to it there's uh i've learned like two weeks ago that there's a chunk of pine (laughs) replacing part so it's been reupholstered i guess a little bit Uh. because someone tried to do something with electronics and there's a piece of pine there because everything else you like deal with say like, yeah, that part was easy to saw. This was a bitch. <laughs> Getting through the actual wood. So, like, yeah. oh, I know it's German-made because their woods are fucking hard. Yeah. Um, so, but either way, that doesn't bother me either, really, because like, yeah. it's I got the body and yeah. everything else is German. So, like, that's huge. I start playing it, and as I'm playing it, I can literally move the neck, like, this much in either direction. Like, half an inch in either direction. So, it's loose. It's not the end of the world. To be yeah. honest, like, all right, is the neck broken? I check it. I check the joints. I check everything. It's like, no, it's, it's just not bolted on very tight. Yeah. Um, and everything else is whatever. To be honest, I got to get it set up for and but it had, oh, another important thing. I had a brass nut. Okay. And it wasn't one of the adjustable shits where it's like this mm. is like four pieces of plastic that are microscopic that if you touch them wrong they will explode. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like yeah, we just saw into that and that's fine. So. Shit. It's like. I gotta get it set up for A flat, anyways. I wanna like I don't trust Warwick Electronics straight off the bat. I feel like they can be one problem. With, the only problem I have with Warwick with any real like kind of high end instruments is they try to be versatile. I, you might have heard me rant about this. Thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, I will buy a bass that sounds sick for reggae if I want a bass that sounds sick for reggae. I don't need my thrash metal bass. To sound like a good reggae, to sound yeah. like a decent reggae. Yeah, yeah. An okay thrash metal bass and an okay reggae bass in the same bass. Why? I will just buy a good one and then buy a good one for that. And like, yeah. they should be, you know, a different tool for a different thing. I don't need to use a screwdriver for a hammer. You know? Yeah. So, so like, that's that's my whole thing with it. So I'm like, all right, I'm not going to, I'll take the electronics out because those are always trying to be, do too yeah. much. 
I you want the right tools for your war. This exactly. this is super versatile, and, and <laughs> yeah. like you were saying, yeah. like, that, if that, that, that you would rather have a one-trick pony than a fucking thing that doesn't do that that does like ten things, only okay. half. Yeah, yeah. Like, and that's the thing. Like, they're never like, like you can do super, like you can do your blues, and you can do your like death metal. Is like, well, both of those sound like shit for the real deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so that means it's not doing either one very well. Yeah. So yeah, I'd rather yeah. have it be like straight down the line. This is a death metal machine. This yeah, is what I yeah. want to turn it into. So I got those pickups that uh, Deal had in his base when he loaned me that loaner. Mm-hmm. I brought it to him, being like, "All right, this neck is falling off, and uh, it's in it's in standard tuning, obviously. So take it down to A flat, remove the guts, put the new ones in, and let's see how it goes." And that's how I ended up with that thing. And then recently, what I did is I switched out. Um, those EMGs I bought from him with the ones that I were in the Kramer originally that I found out nice. are from 87. So I was like, if I'm trying to get Frank Bello tones and I'm trying to, and this is my base now, Done. I brought the Kramer back down to D because I don't want to break it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was like, all right, so the Kramer's out of the picture now for undeath. So if this is my machine, then I want to make it sound as close to what I want it to sound like as possible. So yeah, kind of cannibalizing my own gear and turning that thing into a monster. So, and now it sounds pretty fucking sick, to be honest. <laughs> Hell yeah. And it's unique to you. Oh yeah. You got your own unique tone, your own unique bass. If it ever goes anywhere and then I see it pop, like, you can see it, you're like, I'll know it's mine. <laughs> like, this yeah. Color, that, like, <laughs> but that's something else. Oh yeah. Uh, and on top of that, I'm excited to say that I have a little custom deal from Mr. Bernstein on the way soon. Fuck yeah. I will actually probably stream... Like when I get it in my hand, I'll be like, "This so, uh, is uh, unnecessary." But so aluminum neck. Is that is that the is that the is that the vibe? I mean, his his little calling card. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I I I need an aluminum neck in my life. Dude, like I didn't think I did. I like I'm gonna gush about Kevin's work right now because his guitars feel so fucking good. Like those necks. Have you have you played a? I have not. Or? I have not gotten to play one. I've seen a few because I've I seen been, uh, I've seen Full of Hell play with yeah. one, and I've seen uh, Bandit. I saw Jack play one. Yeah. Well, uh, so he I tested his bass prototype, his first one ever. Mm-hmm. He just let me ha- live with it because we were talking about this custom deal for a minute. Because he he's he knew he knew. I said like, hey, whenever you start doing basses, let me know. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. He texted me like, "Hey, man, I got this prototype. You want to try it out? See how where we go from this one to yours." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Sure," and I played it, and like that neck is like this. It's better than almost any neck I've ever played, and that's like his selling point is the necks. Yeah, so that's so sick. They're they're badass. And Demir played it on the. They just recorded a new Perpetuated Surprise. Oh yeah. Uh yeah, seven inches. Nice. Good. And all of the rhythm tr- tracks were done on uh, Matt Michael from Majority Rules stuff. Oh wow! Ooh. And it's and he has a DNG also, like one of the first. Oh, ones. does he really? Yeah, he's got one of the first like first three or something. Yeah, Matt Michael's one. awesome. Yeah, he's a very cool, very nice guy. Uh, yeah. So he did all the rhythm tracks on that thing. He said, "Like, dude, I want one now." I was like, and he doesn't even really fuck with like fancy shit. Like yeah, that. I've never gotten to play an aluminum neck. I want to so bad. Uh, some of them are all right. I had, my fretless was a Kramer. You know, mm-hmm. like, like the last. Uh, yeah, I, I saw. Yeah, yeah, I saw you, you saw play that one. Uh, it was alright. It wasn't a fretless. It was yeah. like they stopped building the neck. And yeah. Then said, like, it's fretless now. Ah. <laughs> so, um, it wasn't a real one. But mm-hmm. still, it didn't have frets and it sounded clanky. Those ones are, and I, I think I mentioned this too, I ho- they're hollowed out and there's like walnut strips yeah. in them. And if 
<laughs> if weather fucks with the aluminum, which will go back to normal shape, if it breaks the walnut, uh, the walnut strips in there, the neck is fucked. It's never going to recover. Shit. That's just, yeah. That's the same what a co- terrible co- idea. Back in the 70s. Yeah. I mean, oh Travis Bean like, sh- shot onto the stage and they're like, oh, we got to compete with that. Yeah. Which you don't because yeah. Travis Bean didn't survive that, I don't think. No. Nah. Yeah. But shout out to uh, Kevin Bernstein, Developing Nations up in uh, Baltimore. Uh, amazing guy, amazing, amazing engineer, and uh, makes some pretty dope ass oh, instruments. And the new triac fucking rules. Oh yeah. Fuck. Tim's playing one of those bases on that, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> if we're. Uh... I mean, <laughs> I saw the proof on the internet. I didn't. Yeah. No, he, he is... didn't. It's not like I'm so withholding pub- information. You know, public information. Yeah. Here's some public. Inf- here's some not public information. Guess who designed that body for a specific <laughs> instrument? <laughs> Uh, it wasn't. It was my idea, but the homie Matt Scott. Yeah. He he combines the guild body with what I. With that uh, form. Ooh. So and shit. Kevin always makes a prototype of anything he does. Yeah. And he did that one, and he painted it perfectly. It's not. It, that's not the paint job I'd be getting, but that body. Is, yeah. It looks great. It is sick. It's perfect. It sounds so good. And it I is perfect. It is badass. Just and, looking at it, it's perfect. And I was just like, man, I wanted to be the first one to hold one of those in public. But fuck. <laughs> so, someday, someday, I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to have him make a yeah. make a guitar for me. I mean, he, I'm he, already, I'm already in the process of uh, of having. Uh, God, I can't remember his first name, but uh, guitarist from Inoculation. He does uh, Zeno oh, yeah, Zeno yeah, yeah, guitars. Yeah. But those, he those ma- are cool. Those he are ma- cool. he makes some really really interesting interesting shapes, and I I hit him up with some specs and gave mm-hmm. me a quote, and I was like, all right. All right. Nope, so I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna be getting one of those at that's some actually, point. So I've been like recently. Uh, sorry if I'm repeating the stream to you again, Jeremy. Oh, good. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, hey, but, it's a great way to plug your Twitch. So yeah, Anvil of Tom on a uh, Twitch TV dot com. We'll put it in the show notes. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> um, so I've been fucking around with the idea of microtonal necks. Yeah. Mm, okay. Into that shit and. I was looking for a. Bo- That's why I was looking at the war machine. I wanted a body to be able to put it on. You know, it's, uh, it should look cool. Yeah. If it's gonna be fucking stupid, might yeah. as well look cool. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, and I forgot. I looked at this dude JML also, um, who's I think has made shit for James Hetfield. So it might be a little bit beyond what my price range would be just for like, hey, a little bit a, up there. Yeah. You know, like this will be a bedroom recording <laughs> situation. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but I, I should hit that dude up because I, I follow him on Instagram. You should. I mean, I don't. I don't know if he's made any bases, but I think that he absolutely would. Oh, this would be a guitar. Uh, oh. I would have the fretless bass so I can get the microtones on the fretless yeah, 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 at that yeah, point. Yeah. But, like, for the guitar with all, like, the... I don't know. You ever check out that band, Juke Gite? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. So, yeah. Getting, okay. Getting into that vibe. Okay. Gotcha. Not, not so much black. I want to see if I can do, like, a Death Doom thing in that vibe. That'd be really sick. I think so, too. And I think if I, like, sat down enough with it, I could figure it out. Because I'm not too black metal-y. Think, yeah, yeah. I think it could get weird, and it should get weird. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, Developing Nation, sick. Xeno Guitar is sick. Um, yeah. Everything we talked about is sick. I don't know. Is there anything else you want to plug while uh, we're here? We got uh, It's Time to Rise from the Grave on April 23rd, 22nd, 23rd. Don't quote 22nd. Me. 22nd. I looked it up. There we go. <laughs> I made sure we knew what we were talking about. So that I could say that it was coming out, and then I forgot to mention mm-hmm. it. Well, 
it's coming out. Um, you might not need my help to. I, I I don't even like plug the videos that much anymore. <laughs> it's like you guys. Are, if you guys want to see, it, you can find it. It's yeah, and that's all out on uh, Prosthetic Records. Out on Prosthetic correct? Records. Yes, we got the tour. We got a couple tours coming out. We're playing three dates with Acacia Strain in March. Mm-hmm. In two weeks, one week and a half or something, mm-hmm. and then on our way down to LDB, which is gonna be sick. Playing the date with God's Hate. I'm so excited for that. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's gonna be yeah. and nuts. Then in April 29th, playing Baltimore with Dying Fetus, Chelsea Grin, Body Snatcher, Frozen Soul, all the way till June 10th, doing a full US. That's, that's gonna be big. So yeah. awesome. I'm yeah. so, I'm so yeah. glad. So glad to see. Uh, such a, a group, like such a good group of hardworking musicians that have really put in the time, like like, like yourself especially. I mean, you've been doing you've been doing this for a while now. Yeah, honestly, yeah. And it, it's it's <laughs> nice sure. to see it's nice in to many see, forms <laughs> in many forms. Yeah, but it's nice to see that you know the work and the time and you know blood, sweat, and mm-hmm. tears you've put into it is like paying off towards you know something that you're happy about oh i appreciate you know what it, i mean man. And it's yeah. like to be honest i was happy with lesions and like the fact that like i was playing complicated death metal again and then people really liked it <laughs> and now yeah we're, we're i mean when it, when it comes like, down to it when it comes cool. down to it being able to play in a band as long as you're having fun it's cool everything yeah. else is you know just extra you know like oh, being, yeah. being able to tour around the country like at least to me when i was doing it i was like I don't need to be doing this to be happy, but this is just a nice little extra. You know, it's thing. cool. Yeah, even on our worst days, you know, like on the tour, like I don't know, we literally drove for like twelve hours. Got yeah. Like as soon as we park, we unload. We don't get to sleep until you know fourteen hours after that. Yeah. Uh, I was just like so fucking cool. <laughs> well, yeah, it's all it's all an experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah like waking up in the middle of Wyoming in the desert, being like, "This is a badass." I slept in the same spot for like twelve <laughs> hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm really, I'm thankful for everyone who actually like supports it and all the people that like, I don't know, just enjoy it thoroughly. And like, I'm, I'm stoked to get to be able to like, or have me, Kyle and Jared and even Matt, honestly, Matt should explain it too. Like talk about the musical aspect of it because that really is what sells it for me. Not oh, to, absolutely. Not to discount Alex at all because Alex is amazing, obviously. Uh, but like. It's cool shit, man. Like I didn't like I didn't I can say that having written one song total for the entire band, mm-hmm. uh, the rest of it is just really cool, and I think it's war- it warrants explanation. Like, and I don't know, talking about the musical aspect of it. So, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, the gear stuff included. So I. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Um, I love gushing about this shit. Hopefully, I didn't bore everyone. Hell or yeah. Anything like that. So. No, I mean, if 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 somebody. If somebody has an issue with anything we're talking about, this isn't the right podcast for you because they get, wouldn't have made it this far. Yeah, you wouldn't have. <laughs> we we get into the nitty gritty. We talk yeah. about you know like, hey, I got this uh, this you know five k pot in my in my uh, Parker guitar. You know like yeah, right. if you if you yeah. don't know what I'm talking about, that's okay. And if you if this isn't your thing, then you can go listen to Alex on Forum of Passion or Kyle on Heavy Hole. After you listen to this, anyway, even though you didn't want to, because we talked about gear the whole fucking time, <laughs> and we will continue to talk about gear the whole time. And you know what? We're dope. We're fucking dope, and we talk about what we want, and this is what we like to talk about. But um, anyways, so it's time to rise from the grave is uh, coming out April twenty second. Twenty second. Prosthetic 22nd. Records. Uh, mm-hmm. Go check that out. Pre order. Pre save do all of that it's a fantastic record from what i've heard from what you've heard 
you know it's dope you know it's epic go buy that shit support them see them on all the tours they have coming up and um yeah thanks dope. for thanks for coming over and, and it was a pleasure man dope and epic. talking about everything yeah. i had a great time i mean i'd love to do it again but it would be more of the same gear unless i go down a downward spiral and buy, and buy a more lot of things. oh no what a problem yeah. oh tragedy yeah oh well all right i guess that's it thank you yeah thank you very much tommy this far you're really cool you're really nice and you're really awesome and uh you know what stay tuned for next episode of certain no i'm just kidding tools for world podcast episode to be coming soon thank you